Welcome back to Harmonize Your Life, Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast. This is your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado, and I am so excited to welcome you back to another round of, of conversations around self-care, health, wellness, fitness, and all, all the things that make for a harmonious life. Um, listen, we have had such a wonderful season 10. Uh, we started season 10 in the month of June, Ju June uh, with uh, Pastor Derwin Davis and Bishop um, Bish Bishop Brian Hodges. My co-host that month was my own husband, Bishop Jonathan Alvarado, and we focused on uh, self-care, health, and wellness for African-American men, for men of color, particularly looking at um, male pastors. And so that that month, it was uh, a great conversation. We've gotten much feedback um, about those podcast conversations, many uh, men and women listening to those conversations and sharing them in our community. Then in the month of July, we really, really, um, we really had great conversations with um, uh, Tisa Smart Washington as we looked at dismantling or 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 deconstructing rather um, this idea of Black Girl Magic and looking at how maybe some of those ideas around Black Girl Magic and the Strong Black Woman syndrome may be impacting us in our mental health, our physical health, relationships, finances, all the things um, um, that um, that uh, in the way that we live and approach life. Then we moved into a conversation with Dr. Jean Porter King discussing her new book, Leading Well, A Black Woman's Guide to uh, uh, Holistic um, Leadership, uh, Breaking Barriers for Holistic uh, Leadership. And so it's just been a great season. Season 10 has been dynamic. And we promised that the month of August, which is um, the last month of season 10, these conversations will will uh, certainly be uh, be um, intriguing. They'll be inspiring. They'll be informational. We will definitely continue to have dynamic conversations throughout the month of August. If you are listening to this podcast and you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, I want to encourage you to go to Dr. Tony G. Alvarado on YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you can not only listen, but you can watch um, these podcast conversations. And whenever you hear or see that we have uploaded a new episode, you'll be notified via YouTube, via Spotify, or wherever you are listening or watching this podcast conversation. But the reason I want you to go to my YouTube channel is because I am trying to break the barrier of 500 subscribers because the YouTube analytics are a little different. And once you break that 500 barrier, you go up in the analytics. And so that when people are looking for conversations around self-care, health, wellness, mental health, fitness, particularly as relate to women, women of color, black women, men of color, uh, um, listen, these conversations will go up in the Google Analytics. We won't be so far down in the um, search engine of Google, and we'll be able to get this information out to our community. We perish for the lack of knowledge. And if you can help us get these conversations out by subscribing to our YouTube channel, you will help us in spreading information that is very life-saving 
for our community. There's a whole lot of junk on this uh, out here on this internet. And so whenever we can find uplifting, encouraging, inspiring, informational conversations, let's do our part to get those conversations out in the, uh, in the internet and share with our family and friends so that we can all be whole, we can all be healthy, and we can all live the life uh, that God desires for us to live. I am glad to have you back with us in the month of August. I have two dynamic women that we're going to be talking to, to throughout this month. And I want you to stay with us, stay tuned, stay ready, um, you know, dialogue with us, comment with us, share, like, subscribe, do all the things to help us uh, and be a part of these uh, conversations throughout the month of August. We'll be right back with my next guest, for the month of August, leading us uh, in the month of August uh, is our next guest who I'll introduce as soon as we come back right after this. Well, I am glad to welcome a new voice uh, uh, to, to the Harmonize Your Life podcast community. This is her first time with us, and I am so delighted and excited. This great woman of God I have been following on social media, followed her story on social media. We have so many colleagues and friends in common, but we actually got connected um, last year. Um, when she came to Atlanta for the Women in Ministry Conference was when we actually really got to be in, the, in one another's presence and connect with one another. And then we run into each other in a few other spaces and places throughout the year. And I have my sister circle has grown because I've added her to my sister circle. And I am so grateful to have with me the Reverend Anika Wilson Brown, Ph.D. Oh. <laughs> in the Harmonize Your Life podcast studio with me on today. Let me introduce her more formally to you. And I'm sure after uh, you hear this conversation, you'll know why I invited her and why she is such a dynamic, engaging, and transformative uh, leader. Um, these three words, dynamic, engaging, and transformative, give witness to what has become the life work of spiritual leader and therapeutic coach for Reverend Anika Wilson Brown, PhD, putting her in a category of her own. She is dynamic, one of the most sought after speakers on the topic of merging faith and psychotherapy. Um, she is a servant. She is, she is a servant leader a preacher's daughter, Dr. Anika's sensitivity to people's real world problems developed out of her personal struggles for perfection and acceptance. To that end, she continues to be a prophetic intergenerational impact as the senior pastor now 
following her father in legacy and in ministry at the Union Temple Baptist Church in Washington, D.C. Her approach helps people access God within themselves and to live at, a high, at higher levels. Her approach is very engaging. She is transformative. Dr. Anika is on a mission to uplift and encourage God's people. She has recently curated a movement called 30 Day Soul Detox Challenge, a spiritually therapeutic process which has reached over 7,000 since it began in 20, June 2019. She has been affectionately named the Atmosphere sh uh, Shifter. The results of experiencing Dr. Anika are that people are empowered and are equipped to walk boldly into their purpose and her results are transformative. She's earned a BA in psychology from Spelman College. <laughs> I'm a forever Spelman mom. I'm not a Spelman alum, but I am a Spellhouse mom. <laughs> Love it. Spelman and Morehouse. Um, her master of social work from uh, Catholic University and her doctor of philo philosophy from Loyola University in Maryland. Dr. Anika is passionate about balancing her roles as a wife, a mom of three, businesswoman, pastor, national speaker, counselor, and ministry. Wow. wow. Dr. Anika Wilson-Brown, welcome to the Harmonize Your Life podcast. Thank you. So, I'm so happy to be here with you, my sister friend, and it is my honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. You know, um, as I have been following your journey, um, not just your ministry journey, but your life journey. Yes. And it has been so inspiring. Thank you. It has been so inspiring. So you, I, I asked you to come on to the podcast this month. We've dedicated um, the podcast to self-care, health and wellness for women, for women in ministry. And so I have you and next, uh, uh, my next speaker this month is our sister and friend, Reverend Dr. Danielle Brown. Yes. And so I've asked both of you to come in um, into this space because as women in ministry ourselves, as we are preparing for the Women in Ministry Conference in Atlanta, I wanted to have conversations around uh, self-care for women in ministry and promote the Women in Ministry Conference as we're promoting the Women in Ministry Conference. I, being on the board of that conference, am very um, passionate about the conference, but I'm passionate about, um, also passionate about how we live our lives as women, as preachers, as women of color, and particularly women in ministry. So knowing how you walk in both those worlds, um, with your work, the work that you're doing with psychotherapy, but you're also a pastor, a senior pastor, a woman in ministry, a preacher. And so I wanted us to have that conversation around um, self-care for women in ministry. In doing so, um, I followed your weight loss journey. Yes. Which yes. has been just amazing, transformative mm -hmm. by itself. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about your journey. Yes. Just what even your journey into psychotherapy, what led you there, your life journey, and particularly um, as it relates to your weight loss journey. Okay. I'm excited to share it because I'm so super excited about uh, how I feel. I, at this point, I have lost about 85 pounds. Wow. And yes. I, my, I feel like I definitely lost uh, a whole nother person. I, 80. 
85 pounds. 85 pounds. Yes. Wow. Yes. I am energetic. How uh, long did it take you to lose the 85 pounds? Uh, so I started in December uh, okay. of last year. Um, okay. Like really seriously, I started in, in December of last year. Um, I had a procedure in January, in February of this year. Okay. Um, weight loss procedure called BSG, which stands for vertical sleeve gastrectomy. Okay. And it's a weight loss procedure, but there were several months of preparation leading up to it. And so I had to follow a very rigid diet and begin to change my mentality around eating. Um, so I lost some weight leading up to uh, the procedure. So I would say um, December is when I began to lose. So it's been about maybe a nine month process. Oh, wow. To wow, lose wow. Pounds. And I love what you said, you know, because and I've had um, others come on to the show, um, onto the podcast who've had weight loss surgery. And um, I love what you said is in the preparation for the way yes. of surgery, you had to change your mind. Absolutely. Your relationship with food. Yeah, it was a it was a journey and a process, right? Because I have had this pattern of trying every diet in the book. Like if you name it, I done did it. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and they were always temporarily successful. So mm -hmm. I, I would make progress, but then I would return back to old habits, old patterns. And so I really had to do some deep work to identify um, what is it that's triggering the eating? What is my mindset around eating and diet and exercise? And so it took me to do that deep dive. So I was in therapy. I was reading a book, which I highly recommend called Stop Hiding Behind Your Weight. Which Stop is Hiding Behind Your Weight? Hiding Behind Your Weight. And it is a spiritual, emotional, and physical guide. Okay. Uh, to identifying what it is that you are actually hiding from or protecting yourself from. It, it really helps you identify the emotional and psychological factors um, to overeating or if some people undereat or whatever, you know, whatever the issue mm -hmm. is. Um, and so that book was very helpful along, along with therapy um, and getting a nutritionist to actually learn how to eat and what I should be eating. Right. Yeah. 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 And that, you know, um, weight loss is, I always tell people weight loss is lost. Weight is lost in the kitchen. Oh yeah. Right? Um, I, you know, I'm a, a, a fitness enthusiast. I love to work out. It's part of my life now. It's just who I am. I'm going to one thing because they say one thing about me, I'm going to work out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but even with that, I had to learn that um, I could work out. But if I didn't change my eating, my working out was just it was yes. insane. Yeah. And I had to I had to couple. I had to go back and look at, OK, because I would get frustrated. I'm working, working, working and I'm not seeing any results. And then I'm talking to my trainer and he's like, well, what are you eating? Exactly. And so. And then I had to really, and like you said, there I had to think about food differently. Mm -hmm. Am I eating to live rather than live to eat? Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. And um, I mean, looking at the reasons behind why we eat, what we eat, like you said, we eat for so many reasons that have nothing to do with nutrition. No, every single, I, what, what, what it made me aware of is every event in my life was surrounded around food. 
good sell. I mean, within my family, celebrations, homegoings, uh, homecomings. Whether it was good, bad, or in between, it was going to be some food there, and it wasn't the best food. So, having to shift that to start think about food in terms of fuel, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. is is the shift that I had to make in my mind. And so, I still attend those events, I still attend those celebrations, but I prepare myself and and I see what they're going to have. I take my own things and. Uh, it helps me to better manage being in those social environments and still able to enjoy them, yeah. but also still take care of my body. Yeah, I like that. And and even now, one of the things, of course, reading labels, yes. um, um, looking at sodium content, sugar content, eliminating just certain things out of our diet altogether, um, yes. our nutritional plan, rather altogether is so important and preparing, like you said, preparing. Yes. Um, setting yourself up for success. Right. Um, I one of the things I've learned to do now, even if I'm invited out to a restaurant for an event, I'll go and look at the menu before I go. Mm-hmm. And um, I now I make sure I don't go hungry. Right. Yes. So I've already eaten uh, something before I, I leave so that I'm not going in there just, you know, ordering stuff because I'm hungry and, you know, your eyes. Right, stomach and all of that, or ordering the wrong thing, and so then I'll look at the menu before I go and say, okay, I can have, you know, I look and see what do they have that fits within my nutritional plan. Absolutely, I like that. Yeah, and so and then that helps. So then I already know going in what I'm gonna have, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what everybody else is ordering or what everybody else is doing. Yeah, this is what I know I need to be eating. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that, that's so, so important that we plan. It is. And I love what you said. You take your stuff with you no matter what. So we don't have to disengage from the, from the communities or, or the events. Right. Come recluse. Yeah. Cause that's a big part of who we are. Right. And it's a big part of particularly those of us in ministry, what we do, it, it's social, you know, it's a social gospel. We have to get to know people, spending time in places, ministering to families, being at church functions, other events. And so it's about uh, learning how to adapt a lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, that, that allows you to still prioritize your well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that includes, you know, being prepared. I love that. I do that as well. Looking at that menu in advance, already having it in my mind, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm going to do. And so that that's very helpful and important for us as, as ministers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meal, uh, meal prepping. Do you do meal prep? Like at home, prepare your meals for the week or look at what you're going to be, you know, shop so that you can have what you need. Because what I have found is I eat healthier when I have healthy things in my house, you yes. know, I started juicing. Right. And mm-hmm. so now I know like on, on Saturdays, I'm gonna go to the farmer's market, get all my stuff. And then I'm usually juicing Sunday evening or Monday morning or whatever, so that I have it in the house all week and I can go to it. Yeah. If I don't have it around and that, and, and the inverse is true, not bringing the things that I don't need to eat in, right. into my kitchen. Yes. And what was helpful with me for that is that we're uh, empty nesters now. So my two youngest who are twins, they went, they went away to college last year. They're about to start their sophomore year. 
And so that gave me a lot more uh, freedom in the house because I didn't have things that they want or that they, you know, like um, to just throw me off my plan. So it really helped me to be more focused. So I don't even buy it. I don't even bring it in. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's very helpful as well. Have you found, let me ask you this. Have you found that um, since you've been more intentional Mm -hmm. about your eating and uh, eating and making healthier choices, I'll put it that way about your, your, your nutritional plan. Have you found that even when you go to these spaces or when you're interacting with family, friends, church, whatever, even with your children or whoever, have you found that because you've changed your lifestyle that it's now helping some of them make better choices? I do. I have found that. Um, My daughter has uh, released a lot of weight as well. Um, I noticed that now since they're back home for the summer, what I buy still remains the same. I'm not getting that junk and they're fine. Yeah, um, they're, they're eating better. They're working out better. It's a good thing, particularly at church too, because yeah. um, there's always food after church, right? Uh huh. Plenty of cakes, fried chickens and everything else you want in between. Now they're being more mindful because they're like, oh, pastor can't have that. So let's Let's adjust the menu on what we're having. And I tell them, y'all eat what y'all want. And they're like, no, 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 we don't want to tempt you. Mm-hmm. So it is contagious in a sense that it really is. people begin to pick up uh, the habit of being just being more mindful. I think it makes us as women of in ministry, pre- preachers, pastors, those that lead and people look at our lives. Um, I, first of all, I, I believe that people, you know, what is it? Um, who is it that said, um, preach, preach sermon, use words if necessary. Um, oh, yes. yes. Uh, one of the church fathers said that. Um, yes. um, and so and Paul talks about us being living epistles, read of men. I have found that people tend to listen more to your life than they do even what we preach across the pulpit. That's so true. You know, That's and true. so what I know for me, being a pastor and being a a, a, a a woman of faith or a preacher, my my I found so many people now because they see me working out or they see me being more serious about my health and wellness. Now it's helping them to be more serious about their health and their wellness. It's I really see it as part of my ministry now. It is. It is. It is a part of your ministry. And now it's becoming a part of mine. And I, that's an aspect of, of it that I wasn't even prepared for that. I didn't think about the model that we set. And so here's how it hit me. I feel that the model that I was setting was that it was more important for me to self-sacrifice and be everything to everybody else. And I was not paying attention to how that model was telling folks or, or modeling for them that you're not, you don't have to take care of yourself as long as you're in service to other people, oh, right? Sure. So that was big for me because I come from a lineage of preachers um, and they didn't say it to me directly, but I learned from model behavior that my value wasn't what I had to give to others, which caused me to put myself on a back burner in a lot of ways and not prioritize my health oh. and my well-being. So I was in service. I was helping, I was preaching, I was teaching, but I was neglecting myself. And now folks are starting to notice it. And they're like, wait a minute, 
you're taking care of yourself. And some have even said, thank you. Like, thank you for modeling to us what it means to serve, but not from a self-sacrificing way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Jesus is our ultimate model, right? Because Jesus, he, he took care of the crowd. He healed the sick. He, all that. But he always pulled away. Always. He always found a place of rest. He always, um, you know, um, as much as he was with the crowd, he was by himself, you know. Yeah. And so he, he, you know, when when the when the storm came, Jesus was at the bottom of the boat sleep. Yeah. Right? And so it tells us Jesus's model is if we're going to follow Jesus's pattern in life, mm-hmm. then we should do the same. We should we should not be modeling to people that they're that taking care of yourself is not important yeah yeah it, it really is and how many people have we lost mm-hmm. you know in ministry that just that had that mindset or we all grew up in those kind of most of us grew up in those kind of settings church yes. cultures that were unhealthy in in a lot of ways that taught us that all we had to do was go to church 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 work 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 Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not, not as scripture says, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. And how important is that? Very, very important. That's why I love that your podcast is called Harmonize. Yeah. I think for many years I was working towards balance. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> was never achieved, right? Because I feel like Harmony is much more appropriate. If I think about a band or orchestra, there are several different instruments and they never are played in balance. Mm-hmm. At moments, certain instruments come out a little further because they need Girl, you in my book. You have you read my book? Yeah. You, you are quoting me almost word for word. Yeah. Exactly what I use in my book. Harmonize your life, a journey to a self-care. I use music score as the uh, the metaphor. Oh, that's well, it right there. And wow. I talk about the fact that how um, harmony trumps balance. It, balance is not achievable and it's certainly not a sustainable model. It's not sustainable. It's overrated. <laughs> it's just impossible. Yeah, yeah it's not. You know, because balance suggests that we have equal distribution of everything. And mm-hmm. like you said, with the orchestra or band, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of pieces, you know, and um all of them are not played at the same time, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. right? Yes. Some are resting while others are, are are up in the front. Yeah, some are just you know there for background. Mm-hmm. The musical score has so much going on, and not everything is happening at the same time. So why do we feel like we have to live our lives like that? Yeah, yeah, and and that's how I was living my life, or at least trying to obtain that. Um, and so a lot of the work that I've been doing has been around why are you living your life that way, right? Mm-hmm. What 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 told you or prompted me you to live that way? And at the root of it, it was a lot of people pleasing. It was a lot of imposter syndrome. It was a lot of mm-hmm. need for external. Okay, value. I'm gonna need you to I'm gonna need you to stop for a second <laughs> and talk about each one of those. Okay. Yeah. So why do we people please? So people pleasing, um, I believe, is when your value is uh, more heavily on what other people think of you 
Mm. and what actually makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. And so you live with that external reality of like, what are they going to think? How is this going to make them feel? Mm-hmm. If I change, and this is about, if I change my show up, if I decide I'm not going to do this or do that, how is it going to impact that person? And so you prioritize someone else's response over what you actually need. Oh my God. Yeah. I love it. Prioritizing someone else's response. Yes. Or someone else's needs. Or their needs. Yeah. Or their expectation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That expectation thing is real. Oh, yeah. Over Mm -hmm. what you what you really and truly desire for yourself. And then that that imposter syndrome is is a monster, right? Oh, oh, please talk about it. Talk about it. That 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 is that idea um, that I am in a place that's too big for me, or that I am in a place that I can't handle and somebody's going to find out that I don't know what I'm doing. Or mm-hmm. somebody's going to find out that mm, maybe I'm not qualified. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I got to overwork and overperform and overdo. Yes. So y'all don't find out. So y'all don't find out. I got to prove myself and we're, yeah. you know, go above and beyond. I'm working all these extra hours and midnight staying yeah. up. Yeah. Here the last one, here the first one, you know, mm-hmm. all of that to, to prove to others again, that I belong where I am because I don't believe I belong here. Mm-hmm. So, so the work in that is is healing that inner child, that inner little girl, that inner little boy that mm-hmm. that feels like an imposter that does that has not fully accepted mm-hmm. that God called you to this, and who who God calls, right? He justified, He put you, you know. All of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're here because you're supposed to be here. Yes. Right? And if you don't have it all together, who cares? One one of my podcast guests, she said, perfect is overrated. It is. It's boring. One of my, one of my, um, um, one of the, um, one of the trainers that I, I listen to when I'm walking uh, with Peloton and um, she says, perfect is boring. Who wants to be that? Who wants to be perfect? It's boring. You all, you know, and so, yeah, I think that um, looking at that why, you know, I always tell my clients, my coaching clients um, in my program, I do a program called the Intentional Self-Care Program. And I have women in that program that I coach. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I tell them, let's answer the why question. Yeah. See, if you can get to the why question, mm-hmm. you can solve the the issue. You can you can you know you can resolve whatever mm-hmm. is going on here. We have to get to the baseline of why do I do what I do? Right. 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 Where it. is this coming from? Let's mm-hmm. peel the onion and uh, 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 look at the layers of what's under. Why I'm doing what I do. Why do I say yes when I should be saying no? Yes. Yes. That's good. That's good. I, you know, just women say to me, well, I don't have time to work out. Why don't you have time? I don't. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, why can't you uh, take care of yourself? Why can't you? Why? No, you can do it. Mm-hmm. But you prioritize something, like you said, Something or someone else yes. over what you need. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's real big. That's real big. And, and Dr. Tony, I even see that even in, so self-care in itself, the term is trending, right? Uh -huh. yeah. Self-care. Uh -huh. And I even examine the why when people talk about uh, self-care, because I want them to dig deeper into what it really means, because okay. it's more than it's more than bubble baths. Oh my God, you better say it. Okay. It's more than all, all, it's like we've tried to commodify it or I don't know. Buy it. Yeah, buy it, buy it. That's it. And so it's more than that. It's really a revolutionary act to- It is. It's resistance. Yeah. It's resistance to a consumerism culture. Yes. It's a resistance to uh, the grind culture. Yes. Right? Yeah. I got to get my grind on. Well, why are you grinding? You're not a machine. No. Right? Mm -hmm. um, it's mm -hmm. it's it's um, getting over fear of rejection. For me, it yes. was getting over fear of rejection, a fear of um, of um, uh, uh, fear of loss, mm -hmm. FOMO, as my children said, call it fear of missing out. Yes. It is so much. It's so layered. It's so layered. And that's why yeah. therapy is so important. Right. Right. And if you don't deal with that, it's just going to be superficial. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it is more than a bubble bath because you can take a bubble bath all day long. It is. <laughs> Emotionally, it don't matter. You just wet. <laughs> it, it's, more, it's more than going on vacation because some people, listen, some people are even, we talked about this with Tisa Smart Washington when we talked about de deconstructing Black Girl Magic. And so she said, she suggests that black girl magic is just strong black woman syndrome dressed up. Mm. And uh, it's not the way it's being uh, lived out. Yeah. She doesn't believe is consistent with the, with the women, the woman who actually started the trend, the hashtag mm. black girl magic was really about uh, giving kudos to Serena and Venus when they were being criticized, you know, yeah, they were being criticized for their in their performance in their career, and so it was more about celebrating who we are in these different spaces, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And but she she said that, but now it's become synonymous with black excellence, and then mm -hmm. but what we call black excellence now is you got to be going on vacation every other month, yeah, or you got to drive a certain car. Or you got to live in a certain style house, or you got to carry a certain bag, or whatever. And so some people are um, valuing their worth based on those things. And people are making poor financial decisions. Yeah. Yeah. People are, their, their relationships are jacked up, mental health, all kind of stuff is all out of order because we want to have a look of success. A look. <laughs> Right. Woo. And let's talk about that for women in ministry. Right. Mm -hmm. So social media makes us look at other people's churches, other people's yeah. ministries, other people. And, and my, my soror, she said, she said, you know, think back during the day, you know, when we used to say, um, looking in the, what was it? Looking next door, looking at the Joneses, trying to keep up yeah. with the Joneses. Yeah. Well, before when we were growing up, the Joneses was only the people next door. Yeah. But now with social media, the Jones is the whole world. That's everybody. And right? they in your face all day. All day, all day, right? And so 
I think even pulling back from some of that, you know, scrolling and looking at it and make it makes you feel like, oh, I got to be doing that. Yeah. Or my church needs to be doing this or I need to be doing this, that and the other because that's trending. Yes. Right. Yeah. But if your church budget can't support, um, you know, everybody don't have to because you don't have an LED wall in your church does not mean God ain't there. Exactly. Yes. So why why are we? Equating ministerial success sometimes even with what we see, mm -hmm. trying to keep mm -hmm. up with what could be what is perceived as models for success. Yeah. But, and I think um, ministers, us pastors, we, we've always um, avoided our own work. It's, and and then about that. we avoid our own work because we... It's almost like we have license, literally. We have license to be in everyone else's work, to be a part of everyone else's work and their journey and their growth, right? Um, and so that almost allows us to hide behind this wall where we don't have to self-examine and be self-reflective and, and, and oh, deal with that, uh, preach that sermon to ourselves, fully embody that sermon and let yeah, it- Yeah, fully embody it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that it, I always say everything I preach, it come through here first, like it's right, it, right. my house first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that is why we, we're very, we're very wounded. We can be very insecure. We can live in this place where we're constantly comparing ourselves, but yet not really doing our own work or our own healing to be healthy and to be well and to be whole. Um, and, and I think that in the past, like until now, like now we're speaking out for about, you know, about an incoming bringing it to the forefront. But I think in the past, we've had an excuse to avoid our own growth and progress. So while we have been attending to everybody else's garden. Yes, yes, yes. We've got weeds and thistles and thorns. Absolutely. Growing in our own garden. I'm telling you this, we could talk about this all day. So mm -hmm. let me ask you this. Um, what are some strategies that you suggest I know therapy is one that you've already mentioned, but are there any other strategies that you would recommend for women yeah. in ministry, women who are in high stress careers, not just in ministry, but women in general yeah. and in ministry, particularly since we're talking uh, this month about self-care for women in ministry? I do. What I strategies feel, would you suggest? Yeah, I feel that everyone needs a personal uh, self-care routine or practice mm -hmm. and it will be different for everybody right? right so sometimes we look at I might say oh Dr. Tony does she get up every morning and do that I need to do that no I need to figure out what, what, what's going to work for me what's exactly. going to fit into my lifestyle what fits into my pattern right? right and so I have to identify that and create my own personal self-care regimen mm -hmm. and that regimen or routine has to be non-negotiable non-negotiable no matter -negotiable. what day it is no matter who's coming who's going what's on my agenda yes lord what's happening, yes lord non-negotiable it's non-negotiable yes it's non-negotiable yes. like I, I and i'll give you an example for me I, I i walk i have a group of women that i walk with mm -hmm. and there are times when um they can't go yep but and it's it's good reasons. It's not like you know they just not going because they don't want to go, but they may be working or they're out of town or whatever. Yeah. I if I if I can go, if if it's no conflict and you know I ain't got to be somewhere or whatever, I don't 
base what I'm going to do yeah. on whether or not they can go. I go anyway by myself. That's if right. I have to. My husband, listen, he, he was late coming to the party. Yeah, you know, and I used to wait. I used to be like, "Well, honey, can we do?" And if you didn't, and, and then I found that I wasn't doing because he wasn't, and I finally had to just go for me. That's so good. Yeah. And then once I started going for me, guess what? Brother man came on. Came and got, on. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> you know. It's so you're right. It's non-negotiable, and it can't be based on what fits into somebody else's life or pattern mm -hmm. or what's best. For them, I always tell people all the time, the best exercise for you, I'm just using that as an example. Mm -hmm. And this goes for any other aspect of self-care. Yeah. But the best exercise is what you would do. Yes. Like, for instance, I don't care. I got one of my sororities, she swims, right? And she's always posting about she going for laps and how much weight she's lost swimming. I'm not getting ready to do that. I'm not yeah. swimming. That ain't... <laughs> I'm gonna hop out and be like, "Go on, Sora, do your thing." Yeah. If if I got to swim to do it, mm -mm. I won't be doing it because that's be not what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so you got to find what works for you. And I love what you said. And that whatever that personal plan is, it's got to be non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Yeah. And it can't even be based on your feelings. You're going to make me run around. You're make me get up and run. I'm trying to run. I'm trying to stay in the podcast studio. Yeah. Make me run. Yeah. Talk about that. It, it can't be based on your feelings. You know, it can't I'm be. I'm going to you an offering, Reverend. I'm going to send you an offering. <laughs> on how you feel in this particular moment, right? Or, 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 or what your mood is. Because again, that's going to fluctuate. And your, your feelings are going to change. They're going to come and go. But you have to be able to push push through them and stay committed to yourself no matter what. John yeah. Maxwell, in his book, Thinking for a Change, mm -hmm. he says you are more likely to think yourself into a feeling. Yes. Or to feel yourself into mm -hmm. a thought or thinking. Yeah. That's so cool. you 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 will think yourself into change, yeah, or you will feel change, mm -hmm. feel change. And so, yeah, I mean, it's. I tell people, listen, it don't always. I, I don't, you know, don't be fooled by them videos that you see, because just because I'm posting my workout videos, don't mean I'm waking up in the morning. Oh, exactly. <laughs> to be able to work out. Now I love it because I love how I. feel feel on the other side yes but what i've noticed too dr tony is when, when i push myself to do it like i don't i might not feel like do it i might not want to do it, but when once i'm doing it you you it clicks in it the kicks feeling in. kicks in yes. right it kicks in. it's just but you can't do it based on your feelings because yeah. feelings change they will they will they huh. change and you're in control of that yeah, yeah. I tell folks, don't trust your feelings. Don't trust them. <laughs> they, they don't trust them. They're gonna lead you down the wrong way. Just I got Bible for that. The <laughs> heart is deceitfully wicked. Who yes, <laughs> that's it right there. Who can trust it? Go ahead, girl. Yeah. So yeah, so so that idea of 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 um, developing a personal plan, that yeah. plan being non-negotiable, not basing it on who else is doing it what works for other people, mm -hmm. not even basing it on your own feelings. I love that. 
Yeah. And I, the other one that I would say is I, I encourage us to reimagine what ministry looks like. Um, that has been very important for me. As I said, I came from a long legacy of leaders. Mm -hmm. And so in order for me to say yes to this, I really had to spend some time with God and say, I have to reimagine what this looks like because I'm not willing to sacrifice my health mm -hmm. or my mental well-being. Mm -hmm. I am not willing um, to be at the hospital praying for somebody else when I know I am not well or I'm sick, mm. you know? And so we have to develop more healthy models of ministry that are not based on martyrdom. <sighs> because okay. I think we, we have been inherited ministry models that are just not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so we got to re we got to reimagine that and rethink it. You know, how can I accomplish this same goal? How can I be there for my church? How can I still minister to these people and still be well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that reimagining ministry. And then, you know, what happens is when we reimagine it for us, mm -hmm. you'll be surprised the spaces that it will, like I said, I never thought, and you said it too, I never saw me learning how to take care of me to become ministry. Yep. Other people. Yeah. And so, you know, I like with my retreat, I started with five women. I said, Hey, come on, go, let's go. Let's talk about self-care at this retreat. I started my first retreat. I was looking at the flyer from the other day because I was cleaning some stuff and I found the flyer from my first retreat It was in 2016 and it was only five of us. Yeah. And now I got over almost a hundred women going with me next this next year. Wow. Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. To focus on themselves. And I never dreamed that I, I would, you know what I'm saying? Oh. The, the Self-care network. I started the self-care network in 2020. I started this podcast yeah. in 2020, right before the pandemic. I had no idea. I launched this podcast the first March 2nd, 2020. Wow. The next week we were officially shut down <laughs> as a nation, as the world was shut down. Yes. I didn't know that God was setting me up then mm. to have these conversations in yeah. a time when we needed to really be looking at our health. Right. Right. Yeah. And so when we reimagine, we don't know where that's going to, what God's going to do with that. Yeah. That's good. That is so good. I'm, Thank you. I mean, you, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you give us some final words of encouragement. But before we do that, I just want to give some people, give people an opportunity to find you and to know where they can follow you and be inspired even the more by you and the work that you are doing. Those of you that are just tuning in or just coming into this podcast, I want you to know that you are listening to or watching on YouTube, the Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. I am um, delighted to be your host of this podcast. You can find us on Anchor, uh, 
a podcast, Apple, Google Podcasts, on Spotify. If you are not on our YouTube channel, I said it in my introduction, I am trying to break that 500 barrier. When you get over 500 followers on YouTube, then you're, uh, you go up in the analytics and you're easier to find uh, when people are searching for information on self-care, health, wellness, fitness, women, black women, all the things that make for a harmonious life. If you can help us break that barrier, we're very, very close to breaking it. If you'll subscribe and share this podcast conversation or subscribe to my YouTube channel, you can help us get this kind of life-saving, transformational, dynamic information out. We perish for the lack of knowledge and we are giving valuable knowledge, inspiration, inf uh, information and inspiration, motivation on this podcast for living a lifestyle of self-care, health and wellness. I am um, delighted um, to today that my dialogue partner today is the Reverend Dr. Anika Wilson-Brown. She is the senior pastor of the Union Temple um, Church, Baptist Church in D.C. And there's her website there, uniontempledc.com. You can go to her website and follow her there. You can follow her on Facebook at Anika Wilson-Brown. You can also follow her on Instagram at Dr. Anika wilson Wilson Brown or on Twitter at the AB, uh, AWB experience. You can find her, um, follow her, listen to the work that she is doing. She is empowering women. She's empowering men. She is empowering her community to live holistic lives and to be all that God has called them to be. I'm going to give her an opportunity to uh, share with us uh, one last word as we get ready to sign off on this podcast. I want to also encourage you before I turn it over to her women that are listening to us, I want you to join the Harmonize Your Life Women's Self-Care Network. You can go to my website at drtonyalvarado.com and you can sign up to be a member of the Self-Care Network. We have women from all walks of life, professional women, men, women in ministry, women in medicine, women who are in law, women who are educators, we run the gamut in the uh, self-care network, politicians and the like. So join this self-care network. We are a network of women who are concerned about self-care, health and wellness for ourselves and for our community. We hold one another uh, accountable for living holistic and healthy lives in the Harmonize Your Life Women's Self-Care Network. If you're interested in being a part of the next intentional self-care program that we'll be running in the year 2024, applications for our next program will be available this fall. If you want to join that program, I'm going to ask that you email me at hello.com and we will get that information to you. Email me at hello.com and we'll get the information to you and how you can um, uh, uh, um, apply to be. And it is an application process because we want to make sure that you are serious about dedicating your time to intentional self-care. So meet us, uh, email me, and we'll send you the information and how you can be a part of that next program. Dr. Anika Wilson-Brown, would you just give us a final word of encouragement as we prepare to sign off for this conversation? Absolutely. I'm so excited again to be here and thank you for having me. I'm going to check out some of them programs myself because oh. uh, this is a revolutionary work you got going on over here. <laughs> Please, but we would love to have you 
be a part. Yes. I, I'm reminded of a quote by Aunt Audrey Lord that says, caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. And that is an act of political warfare. I want to invite all of you who are watching, who are listening to this podcast to know that you are worthy of the care and love uh, that you deserve. And so I invite you to engage in a radical act of focusing on yourself, prioritizing yourself, giving yourself the attention and love that you deserve so that you can actually live the life that you have imagined. I'm so excited for you and what's ahead. And I look forward to hearing your many stories on how you've learned how to harmonize your life. May God bless you and keep you and surround you in God's love and peace. Thank you again. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad to be on this journey with you. Yes. I'm so glad my sister circle has grown yeah. and you are certainly a part of that growth. And I thank you, I thank you, thank you. All right, everybody, I told you, you were not gonna be disappointed in our next guest. I told you she was going to be dynamic and sure, surely the doctor, Reverend Dr. Anika Wilson-Brown is dynamic. She is engaging and she is transformative. Thank you, sis. Thank I you so much for being on our podcast today. Appreciate you. Love you much. All right. We'll see you all soon on our next episode uh, of the Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. I'll see you soon.